Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard baseball fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. My name is Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for the show. I'm a contributor for reviewing the brew for Fansided and one of the co-founders of the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. You can follow Wisconsin Sports Trilogy on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod, where we have podcasts about the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers, and tweet a lot about them as well, because that is our passion and why we started the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. So make sure you're subscribing to all of those respective podcasts on your listening platforms by searching Brewers Trilogy Podcast, Packers Trilogy Podcast, or Bucks Trilogy Podcast. Not joining me, as always, today is Trevor, a.k.a. Sunshine Bender. If you listen to my Avisil Garcia and Brett Anderson podcast, I mentioned that Trevor and I's work schedules are just not working out this week. And yeah, that's the case. So I have I have off as I'm recording this on Wednesday morning, the 18th, and Trevor works late. And then has to be back in early, or I'll be working late today, so... Things aren't working out, so he will not be joining me as I discuss some Josh Hader trade talk today. (laughs) Finally getting to it. The rumors have been around since even before winter meetings, and it was confirmed on trading him. And here we are. Now we have three officially confirmed teams in the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Mets who are all interested in him, and I'm sure there's more, but those those are the top three teams that I've seen linked to him, so we're going to go through a couple trade packages, all three of those teams. Before we get there, I just want to back up to what are, what are some reasons why we shouldn't trade Josh Hader, because it's fun to speculate and all, and you know, I myself am not fully on board with the let's trade him theory. I mean, We'll run through the reasons. He's been the best reliever in baseball for the last two seasons, at least in the National League, winning the Trevor Hoffman Award. He's had historic strikeout numbers. We thought 2018 was good when he had a 15.8K per nine ratio. It was even better in 2019 at 16.4. Now, granted, he did pitch like six less innings and had like four or five less strikeouts, um, but the ratio was higher. And Again, those are historic. You're not going to get that high of strikeout totals probably out of any other pitcher in baseball and be as effective as Josh Hader was despite the home run struggles that occurred in 2019. Because if you do remember, he did record 37 saves as the Brewers' quote-unquote true closer, at least in 2019. It is unclear if that's what his role is going to be in 2020 if the Brewers do indeed end up holding on to him, but... I mean, the fact he only blew seven saves last year and for as much as he was used in all those and only really high leverage situations 
hey, that that's hard to replace a guy like that. So if the Brewers are going to trade him, it's going to have to be for a hefty price. I mean, Josh Hader is under control for four more years. Now, granted, we, we learned it's going to be four more years of arbitration. So, I mean, his projected number is really low. It's like just under $5 million in arbitration for this year, which I think actually adds to his trade value because that's the lowest you're probably ever going to get Josh Hader at, especially if he continues to pitch the way he has in years previous. When all is said and done, if Josh Hader doesn't falter, I would expect his arbitration value to be up closer to... 8 to 10 million by the time that's done and before he hits free agency. So if the Brewers do indeed trade him, someone's going to get a bargain uh, with him for at least the 2020 season, which I think is kind of why we're like, oh, you know, the Brewers, if you really, really want to maximize the trade value, this would be the offseason. Do it for next year. I bet you his price tag is is a lot higher given uh, how he performs. Other reasons to maybe trade him and I guess this isn't really specific to any team but the Brewers could fill a lot of holes plus add farm depth in trading him so I'm not saying that the Brewers need to trade Josh Hader for prospects only I think that would be really rather kind of stupid you need at least at least a proven MLB player in a package with Hader maybe a fringe guy who has a little bit of experience and then maybe even one of the, the top prospects from a team. Like, that that should be the asking price out of the Brewers. Now, granted, are they going to get that for just Josh Hader out of a team? No, you, the Brewers will probably have to throw in, throw in someone, one of their own prospects, to do so. But, I mean, that's fine. It's not just going to be a Josh Hader for three other guys straight up trade. The Brewers are probably going to have to throw in someone else. It's, it's just a matter of who it is. Looking at the Yankees, they're they're kind of my favorite to compare. When I look at like potential trade candidates out of the Yankees, a you have to think about Gleyber Torres. <laughs> you have to. Do I think the Yankees are going to trade him? No, I'm I'm pretty sure he's untouchable. But it's you know if the Brewers and Yankees are like, well, you know what if we just trade these guys straight up? Nah, that's just not going to happen. One side's going to be like. Well, I want you to give us one other guy. And the other side's going to say the same thing. So that's just not really a fair trade, as as cool as it would be. If you dig deep into some of their prospects, seeing a lot of guys mention the names like Clint Frazier and Dujar, and then prospect pitchers in Debbie Garcia, Luis Gill, and Clark Schmidt. So we'll kind of go through these guys here rather quickly. Um, For the first trade package, I'm going to propose is the Yankees give up Miguel and Dujar, Clint Frazier, and then one of those pitching prospects, and then the Brewers trade Josh Hader and Tyrone Taylor. My reasoning behind this trade is the Yankees give up a third baseman who had one tremendous season in Miguel and Dujar. So if you break him down, he debuted in 2017, only played five games, but his real only full season was 2018. Finished second in Rookie of the Year, hit 297 with 27 home runs and 92 RBIs. Doesn't walk a whole lot, 4% of at-bats. And then in 2019, it was pretty much a wash. He underwent labrum surgery and only played 12 games, so you didn't get to see a whole lot out of him in terms of repeating his performance. Clint Frazier is an outfielder for the Yankees. He's had three partial seasons, has never been like the everyday guy. 
So throughout those three years, he's played a total of 123 games, batting 254, slugging 463, and has an OPS of 771. During those three years, has accrued 26 doubles and 16 home runs. So he is a relatively younger guy yet, 25 years old, under club control until 2025. And I think he still has room to grow offensively. But given that the Brewers just picked up Avisel Garcia and already have a crowded outfield, I think it doesn't make sense to, to trade for Clint Frazier. But I know he's been throwing around a lot out there, which is kind of why I'm using this trade package. And then the the pitching prospects I wanted to focus on, Devi Garcia is the Yankees' number one prospect. Pitched a lot in double and triple A last year, primarily a three-pitch pitcher. His fastball sits around 91 to 96. He is a very high spin rate guy in terms of his curve and fastball. Can struggle at times to throw it for strikes, but also that third pitch I was mentioning is an exceptional changeup that he can mix in there to keep hitters really off balance. Luis Gill is another pitcher I think the Brewers could get uh, from the Yankees in terms of prospects. He's their fourth-ranked prospect, primarily a fastball curveball guy. Made 17 starts in A-ball last year, so he's still a few years away from the majors. But he did strike out 112 batters in 83 innings with a 2-3-9 ERA. And then the last guy is Clark Schmidt, another right-handed pitcher, their fifth-ranked prospect. He was the first-round pick in 2017. His fastball primarily sits around 92 to 94, but it has the potential to hit 96 at times. Has a big sinking action on that fastball, so he generates a lot of ground balls, which seems to be the trend with <laughs> Brewer acquisitions this year. He also has a curve and a slider that he mixes in, and then the changeup is still a work in progress. So it looks like the Yankees are going to develop him as a starter, given that he has four or three really good pitches, and that changeup is is just working still. And then, of course, he gets into trouble when he's not locating his pitches low in the zone, seeing how his fastball likes to sink on him. So... Like I mentioned with Luis Gill, Clark Schmidt is also years away from the majors. He played primarily in A-ball last year. Did make three starts in double-A, but I would expect him to kind of start there in 2020 and work his way up from there. So again, in review, this second trade package from the Yankees I am proposing is Miguel and Dujar, Clint Frazier, and then one of the three pitching prospects I just mentioned for Josh Hader and then Tyrone Taylor. So... Obviously, Brewers would acquire a third baseman that would fill that hole. Clint Frazier would add outfield depth, which eh, I don't think we really need at this point. And then you get a pitching prospect out of that to to combat losing Josh Hader. And then the Yankees obviously would get Hader, who's under control for four more years. And then you replace Clint Frazier with uh, Tyrone Taylor, so giving them another outfield piece. Don't really like that trade. I wouldn't do it, but they were a lot of names that I've seen mentioned, so I felt like it was important to go through that potential package. The one package that I would actually like from the Yankees is this last one I'm going to propose, and that is James Paxton, Miguel Indujar, and then a prospect pitcher for Josh Hader and Orlando Arcia. So James Paxton would fill a starting pitcher role, uh, that the Brewers desperately need. <laughs> Miguel and Dujar, like I said, would fill a third base need, and then you get a prospect pitcher who will hopefully be a couple years away from the majors, and then the, the Brewers would give up Josh Hader, who's obviously the centerpiece of the trade, and then you get rid of Orlando Arcia, who I think is an obvious trade candidate given that we picked up Luis Urias in 
this off season and can kind of use him as a utility guy or even the starting shortstop if the Brewers would decide to trade Arcia. So really the only change in this package is adding James Paxton and flipping out Clint Frazier. James Paxton, I think, would be a good candidate for the Yankees to trade because he only has one year of control left. And he is a Scott Boras client, so you know he's going to demand a good amount of money when he hits the free agent market. He did make 8.5 mil last year. His 2020 number is still to be determined. But throughout his seven-year career, he has a 3.5 ERA. He's a very good strikeout pitcher for his career, just under 10 Ks per nine. But his last two seasons, he has been above 11. Last year was his first season with the Yankees, ate up 150 innings in a 3.82 ERA in 29 starts, and he's always hovered around that low to mid three ERAs throughout his career. Uh, one time, 2017, when he was still with the Mariners, he had a 2.98 ERA, a little less in terms of innings pitched that year, 136. So, you know, I think what you can expect out of him is a mid three ERA. And for one year, that feels like something David Stearns would did do, would like to do because then you don't have to commit to him uh, after the 2020 season. So that by far is my favorite trade package. Again, in review, that's James Paxton, McGill, and Dujar, and then a prospect pitcher for Josh Hader and Orlando Arcia. Switching over to the Dodgers, I think any trade package with the Dodgers has to revolve around Corey Seager. <laughs> I say this just because he's a phenomenal shortstop. Lefty obviously would fill a a need that the Brewers have uh, in terms of hitting-wise. And, you know, the Dodgers, could they be looking to get rid of him? Maybe. I mean, Devin Lux is is their number one rated prospect in the minors, and it's going to take a lot to pry him away. I know he's a Kenosha-born guy, but I don't know how how willing the Dodgers are to get rid of him. And then it's like, well... I don't know, do you really do you really want an unproven prospect to be the centerpiece of a Josh Hader trade? Mm, my answer is no. So that's why I think any trade with the Dodgers, Corey Seager is your main guy you're getting out of there. So in case you haven't heard of him, he's a former Rookie of the Year in 2016. He's got two years of control left. He only made $4 million in 2019, but his project, projected arbitration value is $7.1 million in 2020. In 2019, he hit 272 with 19 homers and 87 RBIs, hit an astounding 44 doubles, so absolutely crushing the ball. And then throughout his career, he's going to hit somewhere close to 300, you have to think. He's only been in the league for five years, but when you take a look at his Rookie of the Year season, he hit 308 that year. In 2017, he hit 295. 2018 didn't get as much playing time just due to injuries. Um, so it was down to 267 that year, but I mean, he only played 26 games. So I don't think the injury concern is too big of a deal for then he played pretty much a full season in 2019. Dodgers were obviously able to, to rest him a little bit more than, <laughs> than years previous because they were on a tear last year. But going to be a good hitter, going to be a good shortstop for the Brewers. You have him for two more years. So there, there's your centerpiece in the trade. Other guys I think the Dodgers should give up in this trade package would be Dustin May and then JT Sagwa. 
Sorry, that is such a weird pronunciation um, if you looked at his spelling. Sagwa, JT Sagwa. <laughs> so backing up to Dustin May, he's a 22-year-old who's under club control to, until 2026. He has a two-seamer that generates a lot of ground balls, sits in that 93 to 97 range, also mixes in a cutter, curveball, and slider. So scouts say he's has a potential to be a number three starter in the MLB, so... Again, making the Dodgers give up a lot here. He has above average velocity with elite fastball and curveball spin rates. And then he really just kind of made his way into the MLB last year, only through 34 innings at the MLB level. Had a 3.63 ERA with 32 strikeouts. So a little bit unproven in a sense. So like I said, the potential to be a number three starter is encouraging. And he's had moderate amount of success in a very small sample size at the MLB level. So still very much in that prospecty range. And then JT Sagwa, the last guy of this deal, is a relief pitcher. He's 29 years old, but hasn't reached arbitration yet. He has pitched a total of 76 career MLB innings spread over three years. Numbers don't look great. 4-5-8 career ERA. He has a fastball slash sinker around that 96 range, slider in the high 80s, and then generates a lot of ground ball out of those two pitches. So again, in review, the Dodgers in this trade package will be giving up Corey Seager, Dustin May, JT Sagwa, and then the Brewers, I think, would have to give up Josh Hader, Orlando Arcia, and then Zach Brown. So I think giving them Orlando Arcia helps combat the fact that we're taking Corey Seager from them. And then give them Zach Brown, one of our top prospects, to combat the fact that we're taking <laughs> taking Dustin May, who is going to be very good, um, or is projected to be very good anyway, um, and especially sooner rather than later. It's not like Dustin May is a few years out, so he would he would also compete for a starting pitcher role for the Brewers in 2020. Um, and then the Dodgers get Zach Brown, who I don't think is quite MLB ready yet, might need another year down in the minors. So in review, that trade package is Dodgers trade Corey Seager, Dustin May, JT Sagwa for Josh Hader, Orlando Arcia, and Zach Brown. Lastly, we're going to move on to the Mets. I really struggled to put together this Mets package. They were by far the hardest team to come up with a package because you look at some of their guys like uh, Jacob deGrom and Noah Syndergaard, and you're like, oh, all right, how can I work out a package to get these guys? And I don't know. The shorter answer is I just don't think it's going to happen. So (laughs) I'm not including them in my trade package. Even Marcus Stroman, like, I just – I don't know if the or the excuse me the Mets are willing to give up any of those guys unless if the Brewers decide to put in a lot more a lot more prospects or a lot more proven guys other than Josh Hader which I don't think is the way to go about this trade package. I also think Pete Alonso's untouchable for the Mets so no way <laughs> the Brewers try and get him as well. So for me I made this trade package center around the fact the Brewers would get Jeff McNeil. So he's played a lot of outfield for the Mets over the years and has played a little bit in the infield, primarily second base, a little bit of third base. But I went into this trade package saying the Brewers were going to commit to him being their third baseman because that's kind of where the hole is at this moment. Other guys in the Mets trade package is Seth Lugel. A very exceptional relief pitcher, and then prospect starter David Peterson, who is lefty. And then I have the Brewers giving up Josh Hader, 
Corbin Burns, and then Lucas Erceg. So interesting trade package here, I think. Jeff McNeil obviously has been exceptional in the two years that he's been in the MLB. Smaller sample size in 2018, but showed the ability to hit for a really high average and then didn't falter in 2019, putting together his first full season. Hit 318, 384 on base percentage, slugging a 531 and then a 916 OPS. Hit 23 homers and 75 RBIs. The guy does not walk a whole lot. And but he also does not strike out a lot, well below the MLB strikeout average rate. So he's gonna hit, he's gonna make contact and make things happen. The 23 home runs I think was a little surprising for me. I, I didn't expect him to have those power numbers, but I think put him in Miller Park again. He's a lefty, so that obviously plays the Brewers' factors. You could even see that number increase if you get him playing half his games in Milwaukee. Seth Lugo is a relief pitcher who is just hitting arbitration. Surprisingly enough, his arbitration value is only $1.9 million, according to MLB Trade Rumors, which is, is just astonishing to me. I think it should be a lot higher, so he would be a steal. And then you obviously get uh, three more years of club control with him. In 2019, he made his first full season transition to the bullpen and didn't falter. Pitched 80 innings. Struck out 104 guys, which is good enough for 11.7K per nine ratio. Had a 2.7 ERA. And then he, because he's a former starter, has the ability to go multiple innings if needed. So he has that versatility. And it's not like he was bad as a starter either. I guess it wasn't phenomenal. Uh, 2017, he made 18 starts. And had a 4.71 ERA. 2018... He only made five starts, and then they're like, eh, you know, two six six ERA, but that was still primarily out of the bullpen. So I think using him out of the bullpen is the way to go with him, and you get club control out of him, and he's proven to be good in that regard uh, in relief. And then the last guy of this package was the Mets' seventh-ranked prospect, David Peterson, uh, starter, lefty. Still a few years out from reaching the MLB, but I think – that's one guy you have to make the Mets give up in this trade package. The Brewers obviously would be giving up Hader, who is a centerpiece there. You give up Corbin Burns, so that's kind of like the replacement for us getting David Peterson. They're going to give us a starter. We're going to give them a starter who, despite his struggles last year, I think still has a lot of potential and a lot of value in a trade package. And then yeah, also have the Brewers give up Lucas Erceg, who has struggled in the minors, but when you're taking an infielder away from the Mets, I feel like you have to give them one in return. And, I mean, Lucas Erceg is a phenomenal year in AAA away from being promoted to the big league club. I, th- I think that's worth the gamble for the Mets there, when, especially in this package where you get Josh Hader. This trade package might just be a little light in terms of the Brewers, just given Corbin Burns' struggles, Lucas Erceg's struggles, so... In theory, could could the Brewers throw in a fourth player and only receive three from the Mets? Yeah, maybe. You I mean you could throw in like a Devin Williams or a or a Taylor Williams for the Brewers, who guys who are you know those fringe MLB caliber guys have experience there. Um, kind of use that as your replacement uh, for Seth Lugo. Obviously, they're not nearly as good as him, but they could eat up some innings at the MLB level anyway. So again, in 
summary this trade package for the Mets. They give up Jeff McNeil, who the Brewers will plan on using at third base. They give up relief pitcher Seth Lugo and then prospect David Peterson. And then the Brewers trade away Josh Hader, Corbin Burns, and Lucas Erceg. And then, in quotations, potentially give up a Devin or Taylor Williams type deal. So let me know your thoughts on these trade packages. I obviously by no means am a GM, so I don't know what goes around in in the minds of these guys. But, you know, obviously I have the guys, the Brewers, receiving at least one to two MLB-ready guys who are still under club control. Feels like very David Stearns-ish type deals. And it's fun to speculate these things. Will any of them happen? I don't know. Probably not the way I drew any of them out, but um, it's fun to discuss anyway. So again, let me know your thoughts. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast and make sure you're checking out our other podcasts as well. We're currently giving away Giannis jerseys. Check out our Twitter page at Trilogy underscore pod. Check out the twin, the pinned tweet. Excuse me. You can enter to win that. But until next time, I will catch you later, Brewer fans. <laughs>